In fact, I have abandoned altogether that kind of pointless entry. Instead, I tell what some would call lies. That's simply not true, the members of my family frequently tell me when they come up against my memory of a shared event. The party was not for you. The spider was not a black widow. It wasn't that way at all. Very likely they are right, for not only have I always had trouble distinguishing between what happened and what merely might have happened, but I remain unconvinced that the distinction, for my purposes, matters. Welcome to episode 15 of Sandwich Wingman. I'm Ryan Morrison with me. Rob Hanna, Rob. How's it going? It's great. Um, excited that we are actually at number 15 this week. Yes. Yeah, uh, between us, I um, it is kind of amazing that we just miscounted there. It really is. You know, we had, we had uh, we, we we were going we were going strong with our with our uh, numer- numerical order. We were we were counting like champions, um, and uh, we fell off the boat. We went off. thirteen for thirteen yes. with simple mathematics yes. with counting. Yes. 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 And, and given our very strong quant backgrounds, this is uh, uh, <laughs> devastating. Um, but but we are back on track. And uh, so last week's episode was actually 14, but now we're at 15, which makes it an odd week. And uh, that was the uh, sweet potato. Yes, sweet potato. Yes, it was delightful. And uh, I I enjoy that very much. But I I also think that like I might not cook a lot with sweet potato. Um, But it was nice. It was nice as a a, a change of pace, particularly because I, I used to cook a lot with potatoes. Good story. Yeah, that was a fantastic <laughs> story. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, we are doing waffles this week, yes, and uh, we have uh, part of a larger piece by Joan Didion, yes, which is about notebooks. Exactly right. Uh, what was it called on notebooks? On keeping a notebook. On keeping a notebook. Yes, that has a little more content in the title. <laughs> I like it. On notebooks, in notebooks, and by notebooks. That's right. And I did not read it in a notebook, I guess. Right. I don't know. So yes, but uh, but I, I will say that uh, I, I'd love to see if we can segue at some point between Waffles and Didion. We'll see how that flows, but we'll... Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we flip-flop between between them. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's like a content and, and form Ooh. waffling. Yes, well said. So, well, all right. Waffles, right? Yeah, let's let's move on to the nooks and crannies of what we uh, <laughs> accomplished this week. Um, we got a waffle sandwich. This is the first time where our, our common ingredient uh, was unlikely to be a thing that went into the sandwich. That's exactly right. And it's more likely to be a thing that made the thing a sandwich. That's so right. <laughs> and so, so interesting. It really was, wasn't it? I'm really looking forward to discussing this. This is actually maybe one of my favorite sandwiches I've ever made. All right, yeah. so... Please, what do you do, Maine? <laughs> I'll tell you what I did, Maine. And uh, I. Well, how did you you sandwich wingman? <laughs> I was sandwich wingman in it. Um, yeah. So I got some. Um, we'll call it frozen waffles, uh, frozen whole wheat waffles. Uh, I like calling it that. And uh, I ended up making something that I'm, I'm going to call. Uh, jambalaya waffle sandwich. 
Um, oh, man. All right. So, um, so I used chicken sausage and some chopped veggies. I had uh, chopped tomatoes, chopped red peppers, and a chopped baby zucchini, which I used as a replacement for okra. And it ended up being a lot of, like, you know, small slices uh, of each of these things, fitting on kind of a, for lack of a better term, an ego-sized waffle. Um, and uh, it, it was not an ego, but, you know, you get it. And Lego my jambalaya. Yeah, so, like, and I, uh, it was all uh, sautéed in, in a little olive oil, or in some olive oil. And I, uh, I just, like, picked it up and kind of scooped it on to one of these little uh, waffle things, put it together. And uh, that, that's how it all worked. So small enough pieces and the whole wheat was the, the surrounding thing. So that's my, that's right. my jambalaya waffle sandwich. Uh, what about you? Well, oh, uh, yes. you said chicken sausage? I did use chicken sausage. That's right. Oh, no. I, uh, andouille sausage, but it was chicken sausage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, zucchini? Yes. Baby zucchini and red pepper, like a red pepper that I, uh, I sliced and uh, a tomato that I sliced. So uh, overall, it had uh, oh, and I also used a little bit of uh, green pepper like um, uh, sauce to like give it a little kick. Oh, like a like a hot pepper. Yes, sauce? Yes, exactly right. Yes, yes. Was the red pepper sliced or diced? It. I suppose dicing is a subset of. Oh, slicing. I also. Oh yeah, and I totally forgot. <laughs> yes, the the red pepper was was diced, and so I also realized I used um, green onion. So scallions. So I should probably step back and say uh, it was tomatoes, red peppers, baby zucchini, and green onions. With, with on a sesame seed bun. On, on a whole wheat waffle sandwich. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And uh, no special. So sauce. yeah. So two red ingredients, two green ingredients, plus a sausage with a green sauce. Wow. Yeah. So, but it, um, the picture will, will will speak a thousand words because <laughs> <laughs> I did a great job of describing it. But um All right. so what about you? I um I went kind of simple. Okay. I uh I selected some blueberry waffles. I love it. Love blueberry waffles. Which I I would also like to call those frozen waffles. Okay. Cuz they were frozen. Mm-hmm. Until I was going to say until I until you toasted them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um baked beans. Whoa. And a, a veggie burger, uh, mostly made of uh, quinoa. Hello. And a little bit of maple syrup. Whoa, man. Yeah, that's it. Wow, okay. It was a, it was a cinch. That, that's what we're going for here. Well, if it's, uh, so long as it's not also terrible. I did surpass that not terrible threshold. Oh, good, I'm glad. But you're saying it? Yeah. You, you surpassed it, but not necessarily. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Not exceeded it. Um, I exceeded it. Okay. So okay. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so uh, run run it on through. Run here we through. go. Entice. So my jambalaya waffle sandwich uh, was was enticing and uh, got probably my best score. Uh, yeah, it has to be my best score ever. I think. Um, so ease of assembly. So. I needed to... So everything was kind of pre-prepared according to the sausage. It was all pre-cooked sausage. Um, so I just had to kind of dice everything and cut them up uh, and, and saute it. So that was, you know, uh, not, not easy to assemble and it required some toasting of the waffles. But, you know, not bad. So that's a middle of the road, three out of five. Uh, nutritional value, uh, I think the major minuses for 
cooked sausage. I, I just don't think that that's a something that probably has a, a great deal of nutritional value. But all the chopped veggies, uh, you know, sautéed in oil are, are pretty healthy. Sure. So three out of five for nutritional nutrition. Um, the taste was uh, excellent. I mean, this was wonderful. Not perfect, but I enjoyed this sandwich from beginning to end. And a lot of it had to do with the actual waffle part of the sandwich. Like, nice. yes, the waffle itself, I realized after I'd eaten it, actually substituted for the rice that I think you would typically find in a jambalaya. So this was like another grain, whole wheat, right? So nice. it ended up being like this nice, sweet waffle. I didn't add any sugar to it or anything. I just Everything was kind of well mixed, and I just bit through, and it had um, just a wonderful taste all the way through. It had great integrity, which I gave a five. And the taste itself, I gave it eight out of ten. I just like, I immediately knew, I felt like it was an eight. And I, I was very happy with it. Um, I feel I feel like as a as a conversation piece, this is excellent. I mean, it's uh, it since yeah. he was like inspired by a particular. I, I wanted to do something that was inspired by the American South, and I really was thinking about New Orleans style, or like a, I originally was going with like a gumbo thing, but then I went towards the jambalaya, and I just started to kind of reconstruct something that might be like that. Um, so that, well, jambalaya is also kind of a Rob Hanna special. I know, I know. Well, I think I think it became a Rob Hanna especially on that trip, on our road trip. I think because yeah. I certainly didn't grow up with jambalaya. Well, that was almost half a lifetime ago, which is embarrassing. Is is it really? Uh, yeah, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so five out of five for conversation piece. I just thought it was an interesting thing, particularly on the waffle, um, and then the experience of it. Uh, beginning to end, as I said, everything stayed together, the high integrity, but also just like the the mixing of the um, the kind of the cool and crisp uh, flavor of the peppers, that like the red pepper, uh, red bell pepper, and the tomatoes, right, balanced really nicely with kind of like the very dense, somewhat salty sausage that I use. Um, nice. So overall, and I and then I actually I had some extra stuff after some of the filling left and I had it after I, I actually had two of these sandwiches and I had stuff left over and when I had the inside without the whole wheat waffle it was missing something wow. so I felt like yeah. so the jambalaya needs rice I think if I'm correct so um so, so you, you have mastered the art of the the waffle right or something like apparently the waffle well you harnessed the, yes you harnessed exactly the that's correct yes so I, I harnessed the waffle um and uh so that was my jambalaya waffle sandwich. It comes in at a whopping 31. Nice. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and what about you? Let's run it through the gauntlet. Um, all right. Well, um, pretty easy to assemble. Okay. Basically, the, the quinoa burger things. Yeah. In the microwave at the same time that the waffles are in the toaster. Great idea. Yeah, uh, but it did it did require heating up the the baked beans, uh, which I did in a little little glass dish, also in the microwave. But the whole thing took less than less than five minutes, maybe like four minutes to assemble. That's fabulous. Yeah, nice and easy. Um, so I uh, settled at a at a at a four there. I mean, some some esoteric ingredients. I had to open the baked beans can. That's right. But I suppose opening a package is not uh, too much to ask. Totally agree. Okay. Um, nutrition. You know, I 
I don't know. Um, didn't really know how to handle the baked beans. What do you think? That's a good question. Um, I think they're they're. I think the sauce is probably not that healthy that they're they're cooked in, no. right? Yeah. Although I did, you know, I did aim to uh, keep as much sauce out of the sandwich itself as I could. Okay, that so good I idea. Too soggy. That was smart. That was smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's may but there there may be a minus, but not a sharp minus. Okay. Um. So anyway, I don't know. I, I went with a three. Okay. For nutrition, nothing crazy. Um. I did enjoy the taste. Uh, I'm not really a veggie burger guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the the baked beans really worked. I like the extra little kick of the the maple syrup. Exactly right. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, but I'm gonna call it a seven. It was not uh, barnstorming. Yeah, sandwich. but it was strong. Right, and uh, thanks in part to you know limiting the the baked bean juice. Uh, integrity wise, I ended up at a four here. Um, this is part of the nice thing about the waffle is, uh, you know, I put the baked beans on the bottom waffle first, and then they can basically, like, find a home in the little square impressions in the in the waffle. And uh, so, yeah, really wasn't messy at all. And very consistent bite to bite. That's awesome. So, so I went with a four on integrity. I also thought this was a, a strong conversation piece. So I went five. And uh, experience-wise... Again, like as as you, I found the crispiness of the waffle very nice. Exactly. Um, it was nice to have a sandwich that was basically all hot. Also true. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went with a four there. Excellent. Yeah. So. So yeah, I uh, I ended at a twenty-seven. That's excellent. We have some strong showing this week. I mean, the waffle was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we did. Yeah, and I, I'm going to highly recommend. People going and trying to make waffle sandwiches. These are, I mean, the one that I made, if I added egg to it, it would have been a brilliant kind of uh, breakfast sandwich. Um, so. Yeah, you can do a ton of things here. Mm-hmm. And the really, the nice thing about the waffle is, so long as you get the toaster. Exactly right. You're halfway there. I know. Halfway home. Yeah, I mean, this, it sounds like what you made was something that you could make it work. Well, I'd, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah, right, 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 right. Nice right, and easy. Right. I had some extra baked beans. It's good. I had some extra filling. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. This is this is great. I I, uh, I I have I have never cooked with baked beans. Was that was there a inspiration to go with that ingredient? Yeah. I, didn't you just ask me this like a week ago? Like how how I came up with something? And I have no idea. Uh. I really have. I have no oh, idea. Okay. All right. All right. Not at all. Um, but but this was like you were at the store and you found it, or like this was a this was a Trader Joe's. Oh yeah. Trip. Okay. All all four of these ingredients. Oh okay. Yeah, and they actually uh, I don't know sometimes uh, limitation is helpful, and their selection is fairly limited. That's, ex- that's so. exactly right. Yeah. But if, if the yeah. shoe fits, wear it. And that's uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> a nice, a nice movie about the American South, right there. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, should have had shrimp. Yeah, I was. I, that was my original idea. I was gonna forest gumbo. I was gonna go for well said. I was going to go for a shrimp gumbo waffle sandwich. 
That would have been interesting. Yes, that's that was. And you, and you know yep. what? Even though it, it it took hours. Yep. I am willing to bet that when Bubba listed all the ways to cook shrimp. Yep. He did not include a a gumbo waffle sandwich. That's right. That's probably right. So, so if you if you have out out maneuvered Bubba as far as cooking shrimp, you have done well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I yeah. I, it was intended as a compliment. Um. Was that no clear? No, 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 it was. I, <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't if I had to say that. That's right. But sometimes I can't be master of the obvious. Um, well, yeah, I guess I asked a question that I already knew the answer to. As well. I was, I'm not, you know, I, if I'm going to be a master of something, um, ma- master of the of, of that doesn't seem that bad. Um, no. Yeah. So. Uh, Actually, yeah, I mean, most things are obvious, so. You you cover a lot of ground, right? If I were a master at that, that'd be like I, I. It'd be almost another way of saying I'm a man who's skilled in all ways of contending. Yes. Or, or a Renaissance man. Yes. Jack of all obviousness. Yes. Master. Well, I guess that, that that's not going to work out <laughs> for me. So yes. Um, um, yeah. Trier. Well, no, I'm just not going <laughs> to. Apparently, this is not going to work out for me. Yeah. So yes, it, you know, it almost seems like we're, we're we're waffling here. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to embrace that too much. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure if we're waffling or not. <laughs> I was trying. Yikes! I couldn't even I couldn't even sell that to myself. Um, so. So so let's go from waffling to something with a little bit of. Uh, I'm going to make the transition here to the reading by saying this. Um, There's a lot that Didion brings up in this essay about kind of like uh, the confusion that she had as to why she listed certain things in her notebook. So I I wouldn't necessarily say that she was waffling back and forth about her interpretation, but she definitely was like, I'm actually just not sure why I wrote this down. It certainly was very important to me at one time to write something down in my notebook. But I actually don't remember why. But then she tries to kind of explore this. And I, and I think a cool thing we could discuss here, and, uh, you know, we talked about this briefly, is something about memory, right? Where, like, you, you, I mean, you and I probably both... Can't remember. Put, <laughs> you and I probably both put stuff on our notebooks uh, to remember. And I can, now, now my notebook is like an online Google Doc kind of thing where I, you know, have different pages with different dates and stuff. Yeah, let's, let's get that down okay, first. Good. What are we working with here? And then we'll know how to... How to work our way through this thing so uh, yes what has your experience as an adult yes and you can go back to school if if, if you like as well okay. but uh what has your note taking or notebook keeping experience been okay that, that's a good question so i don't keep thank you journals or diaries so i don't actually record events a lot but I tend to be someone who uses a notebook a lot uh, or something of that equivalent, let's say note-taking a lot, just to remember stuff that I need to do. And I, I actually wonder whether or not that's evolved – or sorry, I have evolved as a human being in a way um, or adapted, whatever the word is, where now that I keep it – I pretty much assume that I'm going to have a list of like to-dos or something 
that I don't reserve that part of my memory to remember those things. So I actually that part of my memory of like task memory, like, oh, make sure you do X and Y and Z. I think I just I think I just don't have a very strong maybe short term memory because of that, because I, I essentially like I write down the things that I think that I would need to recall rather quickly. Um, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. And, and, and so much of my my note taking now, particularly over the last year or so, has been um, like Google Doc type things or Mason's beginning of the year or something. Right. So like just like every, you know, I just open up a new doc take the notes related to that like stream of thinking or the notes about a particular project I'm working on all in one space. And, and this is different than, than existing notebooks because I can actually like search it. Right. So like later on, I, I don't have to like flip the pages through and probably I lose some of the browsing aspect of a notebook, but, yeah. but I can like just search for like a particular word and find the notes I wrote about that right. um, in, in a very kind of easy way. It's like, diff- you know, it's a different way of organizing it. So that, that's kind of how I do it, particularly at work. That, that's really a lot how I take my notes, like many kind of different Google Docs that all kind of add up to a quote-unquote virtual notebook, I guess, right? So. Nice. And what about for you, man? What's up the stage? Um, well, the, the, you say you kind of um, removed from your brain that part, that task-keeping task right. function. I never had that in my brain, ever. <laughs> That was, that was never there. So, so this this uh, you know, technology revolution is very helpful for me, uh, especially where where I can keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You can dictate some notes. Exactly right. Uh, a little voice recognition going on there. Right. Sometimes. Right. Um, very helpful. But I think I've kept like a just like a moleskin with me at all times. With the bag that I have learned to admit is basically a purse at this point. Really? I carry, yeah, a little satchel so how, to and from work. How is that a purse? Why is it not like a messenger bag? Um, it's It functions as a purse. Okay. Because I keep things in there that I need when I go most places. Oh. But most places I have it with me. It does sound like a purse. Yeah, like, where do you keep, uh, do you keep checks on you? No. No? <laughs> uh, um, I don't another example. Uh, medications? Uh, medications, pens? Pens. Um, a notebook, perhaps? Oh. I carry my iPad everywhere, that's like my notebook, kind of. Um, yeah, you carry it everywhere, though. Yeah, or almost everywhere, right, yeah. at least to work, right? right. So, um... Yeah, but I will. I will also if there's a there. There are certain types of trips, you know, kind of going out for the day somewhere, something, go to meet somebody for a little while. Right. I will. I'll take the moleskin out of what is basically a purse. Okay. Slip it in the back pocket. Just let it ride. I like having it with me. I don't use it a tremendous amount. It is more helpful at this point to do stuff electronically if you can. Yeah, well, I, I think I think particularly for you, I think I, I think just echoing your point, which is that you find it really useful to be able to record and have your notes be, um, uh, you know, uh, transcribed essentially. Yeah, reminders. I don't know. I like sketching things out though. Sometimes I always use graph paper. Do Do you have a graph paper just, um, yeah. moleskin? That's all I've used yeah. for a very. Long I know because I'm saying I'm trying to think back to when I, if I can remember a time where you didn't have a moleskin book. 
A notebook. Yeah. All right. So I'm not making it up. You but know. when 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 were we introduced to that? I don't know. It's a it's a very English major thing to do. Oh, okay. Have you seen um the uh, Eugenides on the on the dust cover of the marriage plot? Yes. He's like uh, it's got you know photo of the author. Yep. Yep. Like into yeah. And he's like walking down train tracks. Oh yes, in like jeans. I do remember that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure why that makes sense, <laughs> uh, but but you know he's like clutching his moleskin. And oh, is it really? I didn't notice that. I have not noticed yeah. that. No, it's it's a. Uh, I'm I'm self conscious about. I, I don't use it to try to make myself seem more special. It's just very convenient, and uh, yeah. I do like the graph paper. I like. I like that I can put stuff in it and put the elastic around it and it'll stay there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, if I were to go to a show or something, that's where I put the ticket. Right. Yeah. Would, would, it, would it be fair to say that you are uncomfortable when your moleskin is showing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, people feel differently about moleskin, so... Yeah. It's best to it's best to keep that kind of secret to yourself, I guess. Yeah, well said. Um. So I think um, so. I, I use that a lot. Mm-hmm. I um, I use it for baseball a lot, um, and I kind of have it going from the beginning and from the end at the same time. Where um, in the end, it'll be mostly just ideas I'm trying to write down, right? And mm-hmm. At the beginning, started using it what to to get stuff down, maybe numbers or facts or something that I would need in order for to embark on certain like thought adventures later. Sure, sure. Um, you know, more than I could fit in my head, and uh, the ta- the stuff at the end, just kind of remembering ideas. It's always fascinating how you can forget that stuff. It's just hard to think of them in a list. You can have like eight ideas about the very same thing or about the very same exactly project, right. and then sit down and try to remember them. Yep. And I can remember like two or three, and it, it's great to have them all in one place because you're like, "Oh shit, I had all these ideas." Exactly right. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, dictating stuff now too, and I do keep a Google document for the for the baseball stuff. Pretty helpful. But I think maybe that the question then is. Um, is the note taking about making sure you remember or is the note taking about processing information um, for me almost entirely the making sure I remember I, I don't use my, but the, my note taking is in that space to make sure I remember but my a lot of my writing sometimes particularly in work settings, is like thinking through something. I, 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 I approach this writing in a different way. Okay. Um, I think for, for um, Ms. Didion, mm-hmm. it's probably a mix of both. That's probably right, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that, like, you just, I don't know, I'm, I'm not an author, so I suppose some of these things about people you see and what they said to each other and stuff maybe that maybe that for a for a a fiction writer 
is just as important as some of these like baseball um, ideas are for me. Right. So maybe it is about remembering, but you know, from from how I read this essay, it seemed like it was it was a mix of both. Yeah, and, and I will say that that. Well, actually, let, let me before I make that point, go, what's, I want to link it right back here to what you were saying about your own notebook. So, or like, you know, a, a premise here is about like her looking back at her notebook. It's not only about why she takes notes, but like actually doing the reviewing process of like, okay, I went back and looked again. And she's trying to figure out why right. she said this. Do you actually have that experience with your own notebook? If you, if you opened your moleskin and went to a page, you'd be like, I have no idea why I wrote that down. Um, it has happened. Okay. Uh, how about you? Um, I can't think of a moment where I remember look, opening up and be like, I don't know why I took that note, but that's again because so much of my notes are about like tasks to do. So I, I pretty much assume now that it's because I wanted to make sure to do something, less about like remembering details of things that I've read or something. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have that experience either. Um, that much where it's like oh, I don't know why. Usually, I usually. Reading a few, enough of the notes, knowing kind of what day I wrote it down, can help me pretty much figure out why I was writing it down. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't really know where to go from there. That's fine. So let me. What, what I was going to say was this: is is that one of my favorite quotes? It looks like she's kind of working it through live as she's writing this, and we've you know she's kind of giving us some of her thought processes. We've kind of found as a common theme in essays, right? And she gets to the end of a section where she says, um, you know, I uh, said, I, I imagine, because she's talking about, um, like, you know, again, exploring the question of why she takes these notes. So one of the paragraphs ends with something where she says, um, um, remember what it was to be me. That is always the point. So she, like, comes to this conclusion and, like, this kind of nugget of truth for her. Which is like, yeah. oh, wait, that is kind of – whether or not I know it or not or at the time, by going back and looking at that and, and seeing that I wrote something down maybe with a date that was important is actually a, 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 uh, a perspective on your past and a way to kind of have the window into what you were and what you valued at that time. Right. Just like it would be if we read somebody else's. Exactly right. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Um yeah. Sorry, I, I um I uh was thinking about what you said about um about uh what's understandable if I if I go back yes. and read yes. it. Um and uh I tried recently if we talked about uh ift. Yes, yep. If this then that. Um so I tried hooking up um they have like a, a phone service, mm-hmm. and they'll transcribe notes. So, actually, when we were living in DC, I, I was I had a program called Jot. Oh, do I do remember thing. that. Yeah, I remember that you used that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this is automatic. That was that was like they were actual people transcribing the stuff. Uh, this, I think, is not people. Okay. And I thought, oh, you know, this will be great. Um, would be an e- even easier way to take down a, a baseball thought. In fact, a way that I could do it while I was say driving, which is an upgrade. 
because uh, you know you just pop on Siri on the phone. Yeah. Yep. And I and I and I tell her to call uh, our baseball intern, <laughs> and uh, it goes to Ift instead. Um, and yeah, so I used that a few times, and then it wasn't until a little bit later I went back to go to go read that. Um, I'm gonna read a couple of the notes. Great. Um, you guys to get on East in Law require more frequent rest, question mark, Ted Williams said, than in his first real season you called, about now, because he's doing so well. That, that sounds like it came from a crazy person. That does sound like... It's like Wernicke's aphasia type. Either you are going to Dirk here, is your mama <laughs> understanding your figures and the 30s? This is Eric, because if so... <laughs> If guys who had been in meetings, he felt like they were done with they something lost in, open parentheses, the question mark, close parentheses. Wait, uh, you're saying that yeah. that's what the note, like the dictation recorded or something? Yeah, uh, basically both of those notes, I have no idea. Right, they seem... What even the thought was. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been going back to them again and again. Maybe it was a valuable thought. Maybe it was not. But uh, neither one of those, they are lost forever. That was a that was a note taking fail. That it was a note taking fail. It, well, it, it speaks to the difference between like you writing it down and having the dictation thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true as well. Yes. But I another thing I really like about you know the physical note taking is I remember the notes and and it's a. Uh, so it is kind of a processing thing as well. And the graph paper helps with that, I think. It's about where I put it on the page, what the what the letters actually look like. I can remember that. Oh, okay. It, it's there. Um, kind of in my head. But I don't think I can... I don't think I can put things in a space like that only mentally and access them only mentally. You mean so, you, you can't mimic that spatial organization in your own brain? Right. So, I like it. I don't know. I, um, it was kind of a lucky thing uh, when I was a kid um, in my house. We had a small room that we called the little room. Mm-hmm. And in it, it was basically just stocked with every kind of paper. Okay. Size, thickness, whatever. But the point is that, like, you weren't going to run out. So you, there was no reason to be overly deliberate with using something. Exactly. You'd never, you'd never go back and wish, oh, I wish I'd used that paper for something else. That would have fit better. Because um, I have run into that problem. I got this great lab notebook. Yeah. For... Um, you know, for just for a writing project, I thought this would be great. I could refer back to the different numbered pages. Exactly right. They were they were oversized. The whole thing was graph paper. You're brilliant. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were not inexpensive. But uh, for that reason, I, I think I only got one. I don't think I ever used it because I was concerned with using it improperly. I know exactly what you mean. With wasting. Yep. And that's you know. That's not good. No, it isn't. But I, yeah, you, you gotta just run with it. Life is too. Short, I know. Basically. I know. I know. There's something about like the specialness of those notebooks that make you not want to 
have any have any page be wasted because it's like so either expensive, I guess, mostly, right? Um, right. Yeah. And even this like moleskin, I'm like halfway through this one right now, and it's got a lot of ideas and stuff in there. Um, and I kind of wish I'd organized it differently. And there's stuff in there that I wish wasn't in there because there's some other types of stuff in there too. Right. I wish from the beginning I had started a system that had put different things in different, probably notebooks, either, right. but definitely in different places within. But I want to maintain my access to what's already in there, so I'm kind of married to it. Right. Um, and it is, it's rough making the transition to a new notebook. It's hard. It's fun, but it's hard. You, and you, and it's hard because of what? Because you have to have a new like space in which you're you're working or something. Well, just because you no longer. I mean, I, I usually then keep the most recent one and the current one with me. Right. But that's you know that's clunky. That's not great. Right. So and then eventually you gotta, you know. I can't carry, like, a full volume of, of moleskins with me in my back pocket. You know I know saying? exactly what you're saying. There's another limitation we don't have electronically. There's really no limit to... In terms of writing... Exactly right. There's, functionally, there's no limit to the amount of data that we could... There's, there's no way in a lifetime dedicated only to making notes... <laughs> Could I could I run out of space to keep those notes on even this phone? Yeah, probably right. So, like 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 text is like the least, um, the 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 lightest uh, data um, you could imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I dig it. I dig it too. I don't know. I like note taking. I, I do as well. I mean, and I, and I realize now how how common it is. Like, think about like any meeting that I have professionally. Certainly, as far back as I can remember, like it was all about notes. Like notes about what to do next. Notes about what to you know. I mean, like so much of the interactions and me, it's, it's you know, it's due a little bit to like my concern about my memory. But like everybody does it. Even people probably have you know stronger memories. You know, so um, maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you made another point too just about being able to search through this stuff exactly right. when it's electronic exactly right. um, oh man we are so that my Yahoo address that I don't really use is my main address but I still use mm-hmm. it um, I think that's been active now for like 17 years oh wow uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff in there, man. I bet there is. And yeah. and this is, uh, you know, what she's talking about, about herself, I think, when she said 17, I think. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I, I had this email account when I was 17. I can go back and read that stuff. Yeah. It's weird. I bet it is. Like, I, I, I've got back at times to my old emails and have almost not recognized the writer in them. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's that much of like a cognitive either evolution or change that we've had as we grow older, right? But like I, right. but and sometimes I go look back and say that was actually very well written, and I say to myself, I don't even recognize that. I don't even remember writing it or something. Um, it's just it's just weird. What? How does that make you feel? 
that it was something really good and you don't remember doing it. Yeah, and also, like, it's something very good. It's like, why is it... Why, why can't I establish the continuity between that writing and my current writing, right? Like, why don't I see how I could have come to where I'm at today based on where I was then? Um, like, But, like, are you are you proud of it? Yeah. If you're If you're impressed, but you still don't remember, you can't really put yourself in the position of the writer you're this other self this younger self I'm just wondering if if it if it feels to you like it is you no no that you can like with 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 abandon just like internally take credit for it even though you don't remember it yeah I uh, you know the thing about the electronic signatures of these things right the fact that like I, I, I'm confident that it was me right because like it has my email and my email address right <clears throat> right no but but I'm, it just makes that point and then on the other hand like I look back and I'm like I don't even it, it doesn't I think the answer to your question is that it doesn't feel like me like I, I yeah it just it's it's like it's like another person literally it's like could I actually have been could, could, could like even though my sense of my own personal integrity and continuity, right? Like the fact that like I am Rob Hanna and I was Rob Hanna ten years ago and I was Rob Hanna ten years before that, right? Like, yeah. like am I actually substantially different? Like in substance, like all my atoms are different than they were ten years ago, right? Um, I think many of them are. Right, many of them are. Right, that's probably right. Um, but like when I think back, I'm like I don't recognize that that person that wrote that down and it's like i i'm i'm, I'm completely I'm, I'm different because i can't make that linear connection so like you know talk about like differences right like difference between me and you being just different people but then like the experience of thinking that yourself that many years ago was was a different quote-unquote person <laughs> that's a very interesting thing to think through um because I think I think again, because our corporal bodies have a certain continuity, then we assume that we are we are the same thing that we were then. But maybe we aren't, or maybe many of us aren't, or maybe some of us can be completely different. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Um, there's a time several years ago, maybe it was after college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I had a conversation about this. I forget where it came from. Um, I guess I should have taken notes. Um, <laughs> the this kind of like age of enlightenment thing. Sure, sure. Of of uh, and and like at what date? Uh, this is an old conversation. Needs to be updated now. But mm-hmm. then it was about you know at what point do you feel like you were you right and could therefore like vouch. Not for the correctness of your decisions, but vouch for like the the fact that those decisions were yours. Mm, I do remember this conversation. Yeah, I think uh, I don't I don't remember if you did the same thing, but I was thinking, you know, like the beginning of high school. There's stuff there that you know, regrettable or not, I feel like it was at least me making the decisions. Whereas you know, you hear stories about yourself when you're like five or something. It's like yeah, I, you know. I have no idea who that was. Right. Could have been about anybody. Right. Um, but here we are. We have data points now from after that time that now, you know, you're saying, and I, I don't think I disagree for myself, um, 
they don't feel like you. Right. So is that not like a one fixed point? Is it not about how old we became? About like a certain level of maturity? Right. And even even then, when we first had that conversation, was it much more about how long ago it was? Exactly. And like, you know, right. some period of time is too long. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know the answer. I mean, either, but... It is interesting to think about um, how this relates to just a sense of growing up, getting older, um, having certain modes of thought be valued as adults. So you kind of get like molded into a certain way of thinking about things, perhaps even some way that's somewhat constricted, like like kind of understanding the rules of, of our culture and our world. Um, but I, I think this actually all kind of does relate back to, to Didion's statement about the fact that like really maybe the point of the note taking was to remember what you were like back then. Um, and yet, and yet it, I'd be hard pressed to imagine that any of those notes when taken, yes. that it was, a, it was, thought oh yeah, I agree. It wasn't meant to be a time capsule. Right, 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 right. Completely agree with that. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know how to. Well, here's another thing that kind of came up for us recently. Yes. And uh, I'm just going to read, because why mm-hmm. not? Um, the rest of us are expected, rightly, to affect absorption in other people's favorite dresses, other people's trap. And so we do. But our notebooks give us away. For however dutifully we record what we see around us, the common denominator of all we see is always transparently, shamelessly, the implacable eye. Right. We're not here, we're not talking here about the kind of notebook that is patently for public consumption, structural conceit for binding together a series of graceful pensées. We're talking about something private, about bits of the mind's string, too short to use an indiscriminate and erratic assemblage, with meaning only for its maker. Yeah. Um, that is something that we can't, we can't lose anything we experience involves us exactly right you can't take yourself out of those experiences yeah and yet we have to like in making decisions in in guessing how people are going to react to things that's right this comes up for for some of the, the stray marketing stuff like oh what 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 message would be compelling well there's sometimes that you have data, right? And so we just talked recently as well yep. about the data-driven stuff. Sometimes you have the data. Other times you just kind of have to splice in yourself. That's right. To fill in the blanks. Because that's really all we have. I think. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think about how much of the... Of the I, think, I think to that point we're having that conversation, I think, or at least tangentially, right? About how much we assume... That when we, um, let me say, um, how natural it is for us to fill in blanks with inference based on our own uh, compunction. Yeah, exactly right. It's like that person did that because if I were to do that in that situation, I would have done it for X reason. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. 
I guess that's okay though, right? It has to be. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, inference is, is almost entirely that, right? I mean, I mean, or I mean, inference is a, is a well, very personal thing, right? Uh, this kind of inference, or you mean inference in general? Um, I think inference in general, I, right? Well, I mean, sometimes you can infer things just from, say, math. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or I don't know. I mean, a lot of what I do for a living involves inference. That's right. Although, you know, maybe that is still guessing that people will make that leap with you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's something. It, it, it reminds me also of the notion in writing that I remember learning when I took a writing class several years ago um, about the notion of a, a warrant for your statements. Um, and some of them are implicit okay. and not written, and some of them have to be written out. And it depends on your, your notion of what the reader knows and what logic is considered implicit or not implicit. So, like, you know, you write it, you're writing a, a paragraph out, and, you, and, and some of the way the things flow to each other probably have something implicit about, like, the way meaning is related to each other in sentence to sentence. That, that you don't you, you know that your reader doesn't need you to fill in all the individual blanks to make those connections line to line. But in some cases, you actually do need warrants for your claims, right? So, like, you have, so maybe you make a claim in a paragraph, um, and you assume that your reader would not necessarily assume that that it's just common knowledge or even like common sense. So you have to, like, you know, you make a statement about uh, some some kind of social science phenomenon. I don't know, like say you're writing about memory or something, and maybe the, maybe you know you assume that memory is related to something else, and then people are like, well. How can that be the case? And you have to have a warrant for that claim. Um, I think I think that's a little bit about thinking about what others. I mean, the act of writing is a little bit about thinking how others will need, particularly nonfiction writing. What you know, what details they will need in order to go from A to B. And sometimes you'll know that they don't need you to make the connection between A and B because that would be like a, a one that to your readers would be an obvious one. I don't know. That was just something that came to mind. Um, no, I like. Uh... Yeah, it's a, you know, heuristic. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, The Notebook. Um, I never saw that movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, or, or, or on Keeping a Notebook. I mean, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. But yes, The Notebook, the movie. I didn't I didn't see that either, so I can't even relate to what that would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Sparks. Oh, oh, that's exactly right. I think you're right. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that I think that this actually has helped us kind of... I, I love the way... It, it's very enjoyable to, to have an essay kind of spark those type of thoughts. Uh, and it's and it's nice that we actually kind of... It seemed to have resonated with us in certain ways that made us really think. And I think that's like a... I think that speaks a lot to this, this reading itself as being one that... that is, is one that was, that, was, that, was, that was made for us to discuss here. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm frequently curious about what you think about Yeah, things. me too. And, and, and other readings I have in mind, I, I often will think now, like, oh, I think this would be a reading that Ryan will enjoy engaging with. So, um, Nice. But yeah, so... I think you are never wrong, Well, sir. thank you. Well, at least in this, maybe, maybe in this little space. Um, you speak only truth. <laughs> um, so yeah, so... Um, all right. Well, keepers of private notebooks are a different breed yes. altogether. Yes. Lonely and resistant, rearrangers of things, anxious malcontents, 
children afflicted apparently at birth with some presentiment of loss. Exactly. It is a. It is, is it. I mean, is it like grasping to not lose things? Yeah. Is it is it struggling to understand or is it struggling to keep? I I I know for me the pull is struggling to keep. Like I I don't I don't, I don't think I take notes and maybe you do in that regard to like say I don't get this I'm taking a note to learn more about it. I mean, I very, I and very you, rarely yeah. do that. I, I, I can actually recall now work being like, oh yeah, that one thing I should look up or something. But broadly speaking, like I don't usually take notes about that's something I should learn more about. I might take notes about that's something I should read. Like you know, here's a book someone recommended. I don't want to forget the name, but that's that's the keeping thing. That's not the understanding thing. Well, but but I think it's all the keeping thing. Uh, I think if it's if it's just, um, I mean, most most of the baseball pieces I do, right. for instance, yep. and I. And I do do them frequently. Um, they come from questions, and I and I like it best when it's a the array of tools used to answer the question is a unique arrangement. Sure. Uh, to that end, when I'm when I'm writing down a note, it may be a question, but the fact that I've arrived at that question is having partially worked through the question. And that's what I'm trying to keep. Right. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep that I got part. Yes, way. I can totally see that. Even if I can't get the rest. Well, of the well way I'll, I'll, at the no, moment. go ahead. Sorry, finish the thought, please. No, just even if I can't get the rest of the way at that moment, that's all. Because what I'm saying, that's exactly why lab lab notebooks are constructed the way they are. Like the, you, you are not one. One thing about the lab notebook is that it's supposed to be since the pages are numbered, and and they're kind of hard to rip out. It's, it's meant to keep everything in exactly the order that, which it happened um, in time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you would use a notebook for. It's like you, you, you show like how far you got in like your thinking, in a test, in a lab test, something. And like, if I don't know what the answer to this question is, you write that down as like something you got to on that day and you don't know what the answer is. And then you pick it up at another time. Because like, you, you, want, you want to actually preserve the logic of how you got there. I wish I knew that. Well, I, th- I think that's the case. I mean, that, that to me seemed to be the... No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, like, um, it, 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 it's also about, um, in a strange way, actually just keeping a, a an official record of what you did in, 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 in yeah. time. So you can say... Because you can't fake right, it. Right. So you can't, you can't fake... You can't go exactly. back and slip in a new... Which I think is the reason why we're always afraid to, like, waste a page in those things. Because, like... You're not really supposed to skip around in those things. You're supposed to actually keep notes densely. Well, I always pictured... I mean, this is part of why I didn't end up using it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, in turn, is because it's not meant to be used that way. Yeah. And had I had I not... Um, you know, stuck to these impossible dreams... Right. Maybe I would have done differently. But I, I always pictured speaking... Uh, um, skipping around right. but I liked that about the lab notebooks anyway and that they were numbered because in that kind of writing there's you know there's there's narrative time and then there's um, oh yes yes there, there yes, are two types yes, of time, yes yes and I yes. wanted to be able to use the numbering as a shorthand for keeping track of, of the actual time versus the 
narrative time or whatever the word is. You mean yes, right? I had not. I, I had not thought of that. That is a brilliant way to do that, right? Like, well, it it would be. I I think the threshold for brilliance is uh, maybe it working. I think <laughs> the fact that I didn't use it that way cast some doubt. No, but it's nice to think about that because, like, otherwise, like, the notion of, like, how people write books makes think of, like, Nabokov with note cards where, like, any of the note cards could just be shuffled back and forth, right? Um, Yeah. But but with the notebook aspect, if you could actually, like, have the notebook be, like, say, the span of a character's lifetime and you just kind of have a a general sense spatially about, like, you know, like, you know, you fill in some blanks, you you could literally have the book be the... The, the narrative like their their life story even if you actually aren't or I got it wrong didn't I could use that the way but I, I could I could yeah. imagine a way you could do that where it where like you if you read the book through like beginning to end you get their story in real time maybe maybe and on the other hand you could like have like you know choose your own adventure type number jumping where you essentially get to thread the story another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you learn things about that. You know, there's the there's what happens to characters chronologically, right. and there's what happens in terms of how that story unfolds, which frequently involves the telling of the past. You know, not at the beginning. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's a, yeah. I I think. Um, there was no way for like a lab notebook itself to be like a an interesting work. Um, it's <laughs> always going to be a mess. I bro, I just sort of embraced that. And uh, no, I hear you. Um, but I always pictured like, okay, so you you think of something you would like to add to something that happened before, right? Something that you've already. I totally out. get that point. Well, okay, now I'm on page one nineteen. You know, you just say this is before page fifty-eight. Right. This is before the thing that is on page I fifty-eight of the last. Yes, notebook. yes, yes, yes. But it's a lot easier to do that electronically now. I agree. So, uh, I've enjoyed uh, Scrivener has been good for that. Oh yeah, I know you had mentioned that. I think yeah. Well, I don't know. I um, how about uh, I mean. This is not reaching too far back. I can see, I can see right now. I'm looking at my. Well, I'm gonna call it mine. Um, gigantic whiteboard here. Oh, that's right. That's right. That, that you and I purchased on on eBay. It was eBay. Was that uh, ten years ago? Was it eBay or Craigslist? Oh, maybe it was Craigslist. You're right. Um, I. And then we had to, we had to like rent a car to go out to Frederick. Maryland. Yes, just to get this big, big whiteboard. Yeah, it's a little damaged. <laughs> put it up in the, we put it up. We put it up in the stairwell. stairwell. I remember that distinctly. That was a very interesting place to put it up. Yeah. Uh, well, you couldn't ignore it. Yeah. Right. That's right. It was. Uh, it was hidden it was from hidden. guests. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's. A- I still enjoy working things out that way too. It's almost like it's almost like a notebook. Yeah, I have been known to also take photographs of a yeah, of a whiteboard. exactly. We, we do the same if we do like a brainstorming session where I work. Like sometimes we'll just take a picture of the board. Yeah, 
It's uh, it's lovely. I like it. I mean, I like all note-taking, but I guess on some level, it's... It's all just flattering ourselves that these things are... These things that we produced are worth remembering. Even even when we're just there as witnesses to something, that it's our our version, what we understood... Right. Somehow important enough to be kept. Right. No, I hear you. I mean, I, yeah. I completely... Uh, but we're mm-hmm. also... Yeah, we're not necessarily wrong. Maybe it is. Right. I mean, I mean, I just remember there are... There have been times in my life, not more recently, but when I was younger, where I just I just kept having all these ideas. I just wanted to make sure I wrote down to not forget. There's, like, something about the, the, the you know, the, the profundity of that, where, like, you just want to, like... You're, you're, just, you're, those, you're kind of in those in it moments where you're you're processing things and everything's kind of going on. You're like, I don't want to forget this. Just like you were saying earlier about like you had an idea, you kind of brought it a little bit far along and you didn't want to forget that kind of train of thought. Um, yep. Yeah. So there is a lot of value in well, keeping a notebook. And it's okay to embrace the fact that it's intensely personal. Exactly right. Um, what else we got here? We got the the... Barely remembering yourself. That's right. Years later. Right. Uh, there's the... This electronic stuff. I mean, it's... I've got... How... Just... How long would my recorded, like, G-chats be? <laughs> yeah, like, you know... If printed. Yeah, when they publish that book on you where they, it's, like, your selected letters. Um, well, that, that, that form, it would be hard to do that I know. anymore. Right, because you'd have all this kind of, like, I, yeah, all these other uh, uh, online artifacts, right? It's not just, like, one or two, like, emails or something. It's, like, a deluge. Yeah, we don't do letters anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. But we have a variety of but, um, but just imagine, like, being a writer. Forms. Yeah. Media. Yeah, good point. Yeah, right. A lot of media. And I was just saying, like, imagine being a writer and having them publish, like, your selected Gmails. Uh, that'd be terrible. The world would be a terrible place yeah. if that were ever a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Speaking only for myself. <laughs> um, All right, right. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, next week. Yes, next week. Um, fish. Fish. The uh, the. I was wondering when that shoe was going to drop. Yeah, the animal and not the. Bands. It was like four days ago. I was walking down the street. I was like, "Why hasn't Rob raised fish?" Because you know how much I like fish. I know how much you like preparing fish. Yes, on open grills so the whole place can stink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember also how much I dislike you preparing. <laughs> fish. Well, this is good. This this is. Um, yeah, this, no, this, this is perfect. This is going to be a good thing for next week. <laughs> I am excited to like have all these stories come up for next week. So. So, episode 15 was about waffles, but next week, fish. Um, All right. And we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll uh, see you then. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good week to swim upstream. Yes, exactly right. So. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds Take good. Take care. Thanks, Rob.